Hello and welcome to episode 214 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Blake Shankle and Phil Ramsey back in for another episode, another edition of Romans. Hello, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going on, my friend? How are you? We're doing good. Excited today. Getting back in the book. In the book? I've been in the book all afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to slap somebody. Slap myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deep. You know, Paul's writings are tough. They are. The Bible said they were. And I agree. They're they're pretty tough. Have you um, have you guys had a good week? Yeah. Have you had a great yeah, week? It's been Phil? a good one. Yeah. It's been good. I mean I'm uh headed out this next week, getting out, going to the G three conference in Sweet. Um Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't told you guys, and I'll tell you on the air, I did get an email back from Todd Friel with Retro Radio. He said that if he he said he said if I had time, I will make it a point to meet with you in about 10 minutes so wow so that that's way, awesome if, so cross your fingers listeners and and you guys <laughs> that 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 next week i'm gonna take the recording stuff and and probably even do a a, a, a radio program from there but also um have uh todd Friel join us with the Richard radio okay. it's todd Friel. i like todd Friel. he's pretty stout if you can get past his voice <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. has a wonderful voice <laughs> yes if you watch him i mean he's just I don't know. He's uh, how would you explain? It? Well, I want well, to be he, very careful when I talk to him because if he listens to this radio program, no, he's I'll very charismatic. That. I mean, he's there. He has this. He, he's, he's, funny. he's animated and he's funny. He, he is funny. He's yeah. very funny, but he's, but he's theologically right on the yeah. money, as far as I can tell. Absolutely. What, what do you think, Jim? No, no, y'all, y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like that. <laughs> he is. Uh, Anyway, I, I've watched him, I don't know, for several years, I guess, on and off. And he seems to be, uh, at least in the areas, I, I haven't found too many times that I've disagreed with him. Hmm. And uh, so I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. Well, if you do get a chance, I mean, I, I I recommend that as a resource. That's one of my resources I listen to every day. He has a podcast, Wretched Radio. He also has a TV show, WretchedRadio.com. Go to that, and you can check out. Uh, look here, he's got all his stuff on video resources. He, mm. he ultimately come out of uh, the way of the master. He, he studied or was with Ray Comfort there for the longest, and so. But but if you go on there, he's got books, resources, tracks, um, you know, gospel tracks. Such a great. It's just a great resource, great ministry for the Christians. So right. hopefully, pray that we get a get an interview with him and 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 bunch of other uh, pastors are going to be there as well. Phil Johnson, uh, I think Paul Washer will be there definitely voted Bacham, mm-hmm. uh Josh Bice Justin Peters so it's going to be yeah. good it's going to be a good week this week here's a book if you like to read uh, by Todd Friel mm-hmm. Blake turned down to this and I've read it twice <laughs> Jesus Unmasked that's good book. love the book mm-hmm. just puts everything together from the Old Testament all the way to the end it's just you see the puzzle come come together and fit together yep. types and shadows and anyway it will uh Blow your mind. Yep. Well, I'm jealous, Blake. Uh, I wish I could go with you uh, and and spend some time down there at the G3 conference, but uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to. But I, I got a question to ask you guys before we jump in. Can either one of you tell me hmm. in 2018 what the leading cause of death was in the United States? Abortion. Yes. Abortion, the leading cause of death in the United States. And today, actually, is Sanctity of Life Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of churches around the area will be speaking on this uh, subject and this topic. Uh, and if you don't have a church home, if you, you, you're you more than welcome to come to Crossway. I'll be preaching on it uh, a little bit later on this morning. So uh, I would like to invite everybody, uh, if you don't have a church home, to come. Uh, but uh, definitely, it's, it's one of the biggest... Uh, one of the biggest things that we're fighting and facing in the country uh, in America today, and again, like I said, it's the leading cause of death in America last year. Uh, also, as much as people try to make it a, a political topic, it's not a political topic. It's not a political argument. It's a biblical one. And so uh, we're going to talk about it today. Amen. Yeah. So yeah. let's begin. Let's do it. Let's go. So we Romans chapter 2. Romans we chapter went two. through... Uh, the first five verses last week, we talked about uh, focused upon the moralist, 
or Paul focuses upon the moralist as we just read it and and tried to exegete it the best we could. It was a bunch there, um, but but what a wonderful verses. And I think we just start right there in chapter two and we'll just read through, uh, guys, and then we'll we're going to pick up today. We're really going to focus on uh, verses six, probably through eleven. That's a good break there. <clears throat> That's going to get us through the majority of our programs today. But uh, we'll we'll read. Let's just read verses one through eleven, and then we'll kind of just summarize just a bit, and then hit verse 6 there. So, um, Romans chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment, for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But don't you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same things yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God, it leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Verse 6, who will render to each person according to his deeds? To those who by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But to those who selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation, there will be tribulation and distress for every soul of, of man who does evil, and of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful word. Lord, we thank you for this truth. We ask that today that you impart knowledge and wisdom to us, Father, as we uh, look at this word and as we break it down, Father, and, and ultimately in breaking this down, we pray that we, you, we glorify you in that. Father God, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to, uh, to illuminate our hearts to this wonderful truth, God, that we may uh, get it right. Father, we, we lift you up and we praise you. We thank you uh, for all that you do for us, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful word that you've given us. It's through Jesus I pray. Amen. All right, let's go back and look at verse 6 and just start working through it. He will render to each one according to his works. So whether you are lost or saved, there is a judgment, and it's based on works. Notice I didn't say salvation, right? And and, and let me let me say that before we start, uh, because uh, it, it's it's a real common thing when you speak to people, and I've heard this uh, a bunch. Uh, this has been given as an example uh, to me a, a lot of times speaking with um, people of other beliefs or, or maybe other denominational beliefs uh, than, than what we believe, uh, they, they would say that, that this is uh, absolutely 100% um, evidence that, that Paul is speaking about salvation by works. And if you read this section, if, if you read it out of context, you can see that. Yeah. But, but if you keep it in context of his argument in the entire letter, uh, in the entire letter here, uh, that uh, you'll see that what he's saying, it's, uh, it's imperative that we keep in mind that that uh, that's that's not what he's talking. He's not talking about uh, uh, how one is to get saved. What he's describing is how God judges mankind according to each person's deeds performed in the course of their life. Uh, he's not talking about salvation by works. He's not talking about salvation at all. all yeah. Right? No. No. You're exactly right. And we're going to break this down because these these verses here. These, these can be a little tricky. You're exactly right, Jimmy. They can be tricky if taken out of context, completely taken out of context. So so what we're doing here is Paul's painting this picture. And remember, we're talking about the moralist here. We're talking about the self-righteous person mm-hmm. is what Paul's doing. So we want to make sure that this is a person that we understand. This is a person who is outwardly moral. Right. This is a person who is outwardly good and does good things, maybe even in the community, maybe goes to church, maybe uh, follows the law to the T. But what we know is that the inner heart, the, the, the thing that God looks at, that's the wretched portion of it. That's the one thing that's lost here. This is the self-righteous person here. And that and remember that context here as we go through this. And that connects that, you, you know, in chapter one, we talked about all these different sins that 
the uh, people that suppress the, the knowledge yeah. of God. And then you have, like Blake said, the moralists who, if you just saw this person, you say, man, I want my kids to be like him. Such a great mm. person, mm. makes right decisions, uh, well-respected in the community. Uh, man, this guy is a pretty good guy. But, but Paul says... There's no difference between him and the ones who create these these outer acts of of uh, of sin, and right. it goes straight to the heart. Well, then that's the key. That's the key because that's why mm-hmm. he says that that they will be judged according to their deeds. Because when you're judged according to your deeds, that's absolute 100 percent proof of what's in your heart. And as we talked about last week, when we talked about character, character is what you do when no one's watching. And so these moralists, when everybody's watching, yeah, they can do good things for for a whole lot of people. But when what are they doing when no one is yeah. watching? Yeah. Ch- check this out. This is the reality of a holy God. Uh, we're here in this room, and Jimmy pulls out his uh, thirty eight special there, and he shoots Blake. Blake's dead in a doornail. And then I leave and uh, and am angry at a at someone guess guess how god views our sins equal now do we ever think about it like that no but that's how holy god is so god not only sees the outside but his his judgment goes from i mean it judges all the inner thoughts of men right and we've talked about this a, a, a thousand times on this show but when jesus came jesus changed the whole landscape of everything he changed it he he took it and he made everything about the heart so if 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 phil goes and leaves here and he gets goes home and gets mad at his wife about something just like you said, God views it the same exact way as if I would shoot Blake. So you might as well go ahead and shoot your wife because God looks at it the same way. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It, there, there's no difference mm-hmm. in the actions because your heart is still just as hard as mine would be as if I was to shoot Blake. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's, those are great points. And let's, let's, let's look at what uh, Paul's doing here. You know, the, if you'll notice in some of your text, this, this verse is capitalized or at least it's in mind so paul's pulling back to the old testament here he's going back there's two verses that he pulls from where he he's going to psalm 62 12 it says and loving kindness is yours O lord for you recompense a man according to his works and also in proverbs 24 verse 12 if you say see we did not know this does he not consider it who what weighs the hearts and does he not know it who keeps your soul and he will not re- and he and will he not render to man according to what his work? So what Paul's doing? I mean, he, he's he's such he's so great an author, but he's just pulling back from the Old Testament. You know why? Basically to show, hey, it's always been like this. It, there's this is nothing new. This is not a New Testament thing. This isn't a new covenant thing. It's always been like this. God has always uh, rendered uh, each person to his deeds. Right? He's always done that. And so um, the the psalmist knew it. And so, so he quotes the Old Testament in showing that. Well, I think it's interesting here, Paul. Um, he's he's quoting almost verbatim Psalms uh, sixty two twelve, and and that would appeal to who? The Jews. The Jews. They yeah. would appeal to the Jew, mm-hmm. and and so what's happening is the psalmist enemies are plotting against him, uh, professing to be his friends, and uh, and so he appeals to God, and, and 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 he declares God will will repay each according to his works, each according to his deeds, and so this. This um, this is evidence, I guess, uh, refers to the Jewish enemies. So it implies that God will treat even the Jews according to their own deeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So so that's that's good, Jim. So verse six. I mean, it starts off with who, right? So I think that's a good question. We've been answering all these pronouns and stuff. Well, who is the who? Well, it goes back to uh, verse five. In the in the end, it's God. So, mm-hmm. so look here. God will render, and look at render, right? Look, that's a, that a term there. When you look in the Greek, it, it means to pay wages. Is what it does. It means to give a recompense for work done. It would be like if I come over and what did some work for you, Phil. If I come over and painted your shutters, and you would what give me a certain amount of money for that payment, there would be a recompense for that. It's okay. a fulfillment of an obligation. So basically, there's no. It's not optional. If if Blake does something for you, you are obligated to now return. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in wages, what he's done for you. Because I've earned that. Right. Right. So I've rendered that. I've earned that wage. So so what is he saying? So if we get that in context, think about that. God will give you what you have earned. 
What you what your your wages? He's going to give that to you. Phil, you did uh, for the wages of sin is what death. But uh, and so he says here he's going to render to each poor person according to his deeds. So uh, and he's he's really that's a direct, that's a direct proportion to his deeds. And his deeds speak of the accountability of this. So uh, the word deed. Think about deed. In the Greek, means according to his labor, according to his work, according to his actions, the things that he has done. Okay, that that's all these meanings of deeds. It's what you've done in your life. Okay, and he's going to spell this out here in just a little bit. You know of what what that means. But but think about this: every deed, every action of every person. That's the key there, too. Every person, every man is what he says. Yeah. And so yeah. there's no exception. There's no uh, God's going to deal with the Jews just as he does the Gentiles. So so that the Jews can't escape just because they're Jews. That's it. Yeah. Every person, moralist, Jew, Greek, Gentile, mm. poor, foolish, weak, it doesn't matter. You're always going to be compared. Uh, you're always going to be uh, according to your deeds. And, and in Revelation 20, it speaks to this uh, a little bit about the book the book, Revelation 20, verse 11, I believe. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it. From those presents, earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from all the things were written in the books according to their deeds. deeds that's right. And um, <clears throat> Jeremiah uh discusses it a couple of different times in in his book he jeremiah 17 says i the lord search the heart i test the mind even to give to each man according to his ways according to the results of his deeds and then in jeremiah 32 he says great in counsel and mighty indeed whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men giving to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds so paul's not talking about salvation here he's talking it's the basis for judgment Judgment. not the basis of salvation that's good jim yeah absolutely so think about this let me ask you this is there a different judgment for the believer and the unbeliever yes absolutely Mm. absolutely what is the unbeliever you're going to see that stand you will you will stand before the white i mean the great white throne judgment seat and again you talking about this Everywhere you fell short of being 100% absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. it's written down in a book. You can well, Check this out. What if you lived your life, and, and I observed your life, and I lived perfectly? That's cool. But what happened on the inside? It's written down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the moralists would go up and say, well, I lived a good life. I might have a few things on there, but I ain't going to have many because I lived a good life. Well, God's going to open a book and say, oh, I have recorded much about you, my friend. And what the moralists will do, that's good. What the moralists will do is, is and we're guilty of this, is we compare our lives to what? To other people. Right. But I, uh-uh. but I, but I did this, right. but I but did he, that. He murdered someone, but I haven't ever murdered anyone. Yeah. I've never slept with another woman as I've, you know, been married. He got it's, it's not against man, it's against God. Yeah. You're 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 being judged against his standard, his holiness. Yeah. And and so so he says I'm going to write that in I, I've wrote That's that a good in, point cuz we do that, don't yeah, we? we? First do. thing we do. <laughs> When I got in trouble growing up, first thing I do, well, I point straight to my brother. But Ricky did this. I'm not as bad as he is. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. no well, I was going to say, I was gonna, unless you had a point there, but but I was going to say that. But 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 believers, look here, believers going to be judged on a different account. Okay, don't don't take this wrong. I mean, yeah, we're going to be standing before God. But believers, and Paul goes to this in chapter 14, which we're going to get in a couple years. But verse 10, mm. uh, he says this. He says, but you. Why do you judge your brother? He's talking to the Christian. Or you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. And that's what, so he's saying, look here, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of God. You you was referring to believers here, and we too will stand before the mm. Lord, and our lives and our ministry is going to be scrutinized. But, well, you, but, but here's yeah. what we not we will not stand before God. For sin, no. Let me. Let that me, is also condemned. Let, that's right. Let, let, and let's let's kind of separate these two for yeah, just a second. Absolutely, believers 
will, will, will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Right, we will appear. It's after the rapture, before the millennium, and we can debate that too if we want. But uh, and, and what we're going to do, what he's going to do, is determine the rewards for our deed, he's for our service. So he's going to judge us according to our deeds, right? But as believers, now unbelievers will 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 stand before God in the great white throne of judgment, and it's after the thousand year reign, right? It's uh, again we can uh, it's before the new heaven and the earth, new earth, but we can again debate that you if can we want. Guarantee it's coming, right? Right. <laughs> we so, all agree. We're gone. But it's a court, and it says we talked about according to deeds. So this is the determine the degree of punishment for unbelievers. So there's degrees. There's degrees. That's yes, exactly there are. right. Just as there are degrees in hell, there are degrees in heaven. Yeah, and there's me, rewards. And, in, and let look, me, can I just read? You want to go ahead? I was just going to say that based on what you're talking about, you know, the, the there are degrees. The righteous will be rewarded, and, uh, and and just as the unrighteous will be punished. And one of the good things about about your life, you're not. And here's where we get it wrong in our society. We think if we're not producing results then we're failures. Mm. And so we deviate from God's blueprint of how he's what he's called us to do. We're what are we? We're ambassadors with the me- the message of reconciliation. So what if we go out and spread the gospel, this message that reconciles God and man and nobody accepts it. Well, people will look at us and say, "Look, I don't want that cat as my pastor. He ain't got nobody to say on his ministry." Failure, God right. says, "Success." Yep. So we're rewarded on our labor, not mm. the results, because you know who causes the increase? God. That's right. Amen. So let me read this. This a First Corinthians three eleven through fifteen. No man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds upon the foundation with with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will be evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built upon it remains, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work is burned, burned up, he shall suffer a loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as through fire. So what does that mean? This is the context of the believer. So what do you know about God? What do you know? Okay, what are you doing with it in obedience? There is a reward. Now, if you're producing works molded by the flesh, you know what that's called? Straw. It's not going to test. There's no rewards for fleshly work for God. But those who are done in obedience to the word with the right heart, you're rewarded for that. And there's where the rewards happen for the believer. Lost person. And here, the judgment seat for the Christian on rewards, uh, no, no mention of sin at all. No condemnations for those who in Jesus Christ. So when you stand before God, uh, I, and I say this all the time, I could... If I died, if I died a minute from now, and I just hauled off and just slapped Jimmy, I mean, even though I want to right now, if I just hauled off and <laughs> if I hauled off and slapped him, what a great sin that would be! And I would go to heaven. I said, Lord, just I'm sorry. I mean, I know I just had a heart attack, but I slapped Jimmy up sixty seconds ago. He says, What are you talking about? Jesus already died for that. Yeah, Jesus already slapped him. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that sin has been removed from mm. my account. That's why I can go to heaven and stand boldly in the throne room. Right. Now, that's the position you want to be in. There's two positions in life. In Christ, in Adam, a son of God, a son of the devil. But does grace abound that you continue sinning? No, no it doesn't. We're no. going to get in, we're going to get into that today too. Awesome. Absolutely, that's good. So so let's keep going. This all is right. this is good. This is good. So all right, the next section we're going to get into. This can be a little tricky. If it, for the first time I ever read it, I was like, oh my goodness, what is he talking about here? But what hmm. Paul's doing here. So he's coming off the Old Testament. He's given this quote here, but he's going to come into this 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 argument, this chiatic argument. Okay, and so it's an A B B A argument. You'll see it a lot of times, sometimes in the Psalms as well as the way they're written. But but there's an A B B A. The A referring to the believer, the B referring to the unbeliever, and then and so that's how we're going to see this argument here. So we have to walk, we have to follow the the uh, the butts in here as far as where 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 is he talking? So that's how this is kind of broken out. 
here. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to apply what he's doing is he's applying this principle here that everyone is, a, is judged according to their deeds. He's going to apply it to the Christian and he's also going to apply it to the non-Christian too. And then we're going to see how it all, he's going to sum it up here. So let's look here in verse 7. To those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality eternal life. Okay, so what he's talking about here in verse 7, all right, so if you want to label in your Bible, verses 7 and 10 are the A portions of it. Verses 8 and 9 are the B portions of it, okay? So you have A, B, B, A arguments, okay? So he's speaking here. We understand context is everything. Who's he speaking to? First of all, believers, Right, guys? That's who he's speaking to. He's referring to, yeah, to those or those would be Christians who by perseverance Mm. in doing good. This this word perseverance here, right? We know, guys, in doctrines of grace, we know that this is a true mark of a true believer. This is one of those doctrines of grace that that the, the believer will persevere through their life. Mm-hmm. They won't they might slide back a little bit, but they're ultimately going to persevere through the life. They won't lose their salvation. And that's what he's talking about mm-hmm. here. There is this perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, mine says continuance, mm-hmm. my translation. And that's, and that's yeah, absolutely. You continue what? In the faith. You continue in what? Doing good. Those who continue are my disciples. Yeah. That's the same word. Yeah, so in doing good, who can do good? The the only way you can do good is being a believer in Christ. Before unbeliever, your works are filthy rags. Even what you call good. Yeah. Man, I you know, I saw a homeless guy and I took him into my house and clothed and fed him and got him a job and God you know what God did? His nostrils were flaring up. He was mad because it was mo- as a lost person. It was fleshly motivated. Mm. So any good deed you do outside of Christ is hostility and it's a filthy rag. Yeah. That's exactly not right. acceptable. Not acceptable. That's right, and, and so and so it, it's important to remember, and I and I and I'll keep saying this through the show and keep bringing it up, so so our listeners don't forget, but also so we don't forget. It's important that we remember that this is not this phrase where he says perseverance and doing good deeds. It's it's not described the way of salvation, but the way uh, the saved conduct their lives. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It, it's a this is a this is a strong word here in doing. It's a labor. It's a toil. Look here. It's a work, and, it, and it's not. We're not basing a salvation. This is what the believer looks like. This is that. This is that fruit of obedience. Okay, as as a child of God, we are we are look here. We're doing good works. We're doing good things. We're not to be out there doing bad things. It just makes sense. We're the child of God. Mm. We do good things here, right? There, there, there we, we must, we, we labor to a point of exhaustion. We toil, we work, we do good because we hold what's upright and honorable before God. We, up, we stand upon His truths. We stand upon His moral excellency. And see, good deeds... And, and I'm, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase here because yeah. I heard a pastor say this one time, and I don't remember exactly how he put it, but but basically he said good deeds can't even begin till you're born again. That's ex- that's exactly but, that's what he's saying here. Well, but it's like Phil says, you know, you do good things, and if it's not, in, if it's not because you're in Christ, it's, it's filthy rags, right? You can do what the world would call good, but if it's not in Christ, if it's not initiated by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. then it's not necessarily a good, it's not really a good deed. Yeah. And so if it's a good deed, and this is what the pastor said, if it's a good deed, take one of the O's out, because if you're born again, it's not a good deed, it's a it's God, God deed. Amen. <laughs> and I said this last good week, word. if you stand before God and said, Lord, didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do this? And if you notice all the eyes in that, if you're up there in front of God and you're talking about yourself, you don't have a clue who you're standing in front That's of. That's right. Absolutely. That's the key. Yeah. And the Christian will stand before him and say, Christ yeah. is who I point to. That Christ, my, faith, my, my deeds are all wrapped up in Christ, yet not I, but Christ through yeah. me. And then the lost person would say, but look what I yep. did. Yep. The eyes. Look what I Who's did. The Apart eye? from me, I never knew. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stand up there. We're going to stand up there and say, God, I have no understanding of mm. why you did this 
through me. Amen. Don't well, you know who I am? <laughs> Why in the world did you use me to do this and this and this? Well done. Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Mm. Matthew twenty five twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So true believers persevere throughout their ministry, persevere throughout their entirety of the Christian life. We constantly look here. We're on a trajectory towards sanctification. We're on a look here trajectory towards glorification. Yeah, that's yeah. the trajectory we're on. We might, we're not going to reach it until we get to our, our our eternal body, our state. There, we will be saved. We, that, yeah, our yeah. bodies will be. That's right. But but look here, we're, we're we're constantly doing good. We want to have a habitual conduct, right, which reveals who our master is. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. We want to reveal. That's the heart issue too. If our heart, if we're trusting in Christ, Christ is our Savior, the Holy Spirit working through us. The heart is ultimately changed. And now look here, what we're doing. So first of all, you're going to know them by their fruit. You know, we can see that in other texts. But now we continue to look at this. Uh, look here, seek for glory. Seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. Seek for. Hmm. Seek for. I think it's present tense. It is. Is it there? Okay. It is. And and, and the funny thing about this word, not the funny thing, but the the great thing about this word is if you say you're seeking something, you're seeking, you know, my wife lost something we were looking for, we were seeking it or whatever, it doesn't necessarily give the the, uh, big picture of what this word actually means here in this text. Seek, uh, it means it gives attention. uh, You're looking for something, but it's giving, you're deliberately pursuing after something and giving priority to that. Mm. Not only are you're giving priority to the thing that you're looking for, but you're giving priority to the actual looking as well. Yeah, that's good. So we're seeking for that, right? We're mm. we're we look here, and here's this has got to be of the believer because the unbeliever does not seek after God. So we're seeking good things. We're seeking that, and what does he say? We're seeking for glory. Mm. Now that's interesting. You say, well, Blake, we're not to seek for our own glory. It's all for God's glory. Well, okay. Well, that's interesting. That's a good argument. But look here. This is kind of um, this is what the, the glory that we do seek. There is glory that we do seek, and it, and, it, and ultimately, it points to the final stage of our glorification mm-hmm. in our eternal bodies. You know, in a, in that, and Paul is going to speak to this. Right? We're going through condemnation, justification, sanctification, and ultimate glorification. But that's what <laughs> he's he's we the believer. We're seeking for that one day. We'll be in our glorified body, and we'll be made in the image. Of Christ. So really, when were you saved? Well, you was saved, you are being saved, and one day you will be saved. Mm-hmm. It's a past, yeah. present, okay. future tense salvation. And let me ask you another question. See if y'all can, you're ready, Bible students. When does eternal life begin? Yeah, it begins at, at when you believe. Well, that's what John 17, 3 says. That's it. It says, and this is... And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So eternal life happens the second you believe. Yeah. It never ends. Never ends. Well, and I think MacArthur says this, is eternal life is a is something, it, it, everybody has a, is eternal. That's right? Everybody it, it, yeah. lives for eternity. I need you to focus on that because I've come across a lot of people in the last year who are going to live it up and think when they die it's over. Yeah. You know, eat, drink, and be merry. This is all there is. And if I go to hell, if there is a hell, at least I'll be there with my friends. So there is eternal life with the... Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The eternality that everybody... Look, there's no... You will always exist. Yeah, so eternal life, it, it, it's, a, it's a kind of life because everyone is going to live eternally. You die, upon this earth, you die upon this earth, you're going to live in one or two places. You're going to live either in the glory of God or you're going to live in hell, but for all of eternity. It's eternal, Man. but but we're, we're talking of, yeah, we're talking about a kind of life here. We're talking about when the believer comes to know God, comes to know Him, He's changed, right? And now the focus it changes as well. So we're we're seeking, we're seeking ultimate glory, and that's our glorified body. We're seeking this right now to become what more like Christ. This is our eternal life. That this is what we're focused upon. We're we're seeking that one day we're going to be fully conformed into the image of Christ 
outside of Christ, you're only seeking one thing, and that's yourself. That's what you can do for yourself. But one day, you're going to be, if you're outside of Christ and you die, this is the serious thing about it. You're going to go to a place where the worms never die. The fire is fueled with God's wrath, mm-hmm. his orge, his heated passions, which we're going to get into here in a second. His heated passions, it never ends. Ever. And that's, look here, that's eternal too. Look here, it says in Philippians 3, for our citizenship is in heaven. Did you know that, believer? Do, do we really understand what that's saying? I, what does that mean? If our citizenship is in heaven, what does that mean? This is not our home. So let me keep reading. Yeah, come on. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body. That's what Blake was talking about. Who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exhortation exertion of the power that he has even to subject let me read that again by the by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself there is a time coming Mm -hmm. there is a time coming yeah so he's saying here persevere we got to be we're we're, this is believers to those who persevere in doing good good seek for glory and honor again honor feels already touched on this a little bit the honor it's it's not for ourselves but it's an honor that God's going to give to us on that last day when he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so he says there's there's those who are seeking that, those who are seeking glory, and we're seeking honor in his name. And then look here, we're seeking immortality. And that's referring to resurrection, referring to uh, that we the day when we, we'll be raised in our resurrected body in which we will live forever and ever and ever with God. And he says here, he finishes up eternal life. That's what the saint, that's what the believer is persevering to. That's what that's our that's our goal. That's it, it, we're we're there. We're sealed in that. But ultimately, our our, our hope is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Justification by faith alone. Here's the deal. That doesn't negate our works of righteousness in the believer's life. Scripture makes it clear that just as surely that we're saved by our faith. We're going to be judged by our works. So what do we? It's like this. What is, what is religion? You have the imperative and the indicative. What does that mean? Religion says this: if you do this, then you will be this. Mm. So do this, Islam. Do this. This is who you are. All these, every religion other than Christianity, uh, gets it backwards. Paul says. He puts the indicative before the imperative. You are this. Now go do this. So you are justified. You are holy. You are, guess what? Past tense, sanctified, set aside for his use. Now this is who you are. Now go do these righteous deeds in obedience to my word. And guess what? Some of you are going to do more than others. Some of you are going to go to heaven and suffer loss. And you will be saved through the fire. So our go, look, our go when we get up in the morning, Lord, you know, you've given me so much light. You've given me your, you've given me your word. I will be rewarded on what I do with what I know. And then ultimately, when we get to heaven, this is, look, when we get to heaven, you know what our rewards are for, by the way? What so are we, we going to do with lay it? Lay at his feet. That's right. So, we're going to lay these rewards at the Lamb's feet. It ain't about us, y'all. No. Never has been. Nope. Let <laughs> me just tell you, it ain't about us. Why are we talking about us? It's about him. Yeah. i tell you one thing. I was thinking the other night. You got a box here I can stand on and put the word <laughs> soap on it? Huh? <laughs> I'm sitting here just kind of scanning and just listening. I listen to the radio every day. I listen, watch TV every day. I watch YouTube uh, messages from just a variety, you know, a variety of different people. And one of the things I'm noticing, it's not about Jesus. No, it's about you. So there is application in the Word of God. You know, most sometimes we 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 might read in the Old Testament when God was dealing with Israel. Look. That ain't really applicable to me, 
But I do learn how, who God is. But there are some things that are applicable. So the, the word is applicable. But I, what I've noticed in today's culture and most of our, when our shepherds are feeding the sheep, it's about the sheep. Meaning it's not about Christ. The, a scripture's read and then it's all about you making the best life you possibly can have. We need to get away from that. We need to, we need to when it comes to this, the Word of God, we need to read it, explain it, and that needs to be the bulk of our time. And then Amen. at the end, say, look, because this is who you are, now you go do this. Amen. Anyway, now Absolutely. I'm back off yeah. my box. Yeah, so so that had nothing to do with Romans here, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's good. So so let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to run out of time here. So um, but thank you for that, though. But verse eight, and, and here we go. So now we're switching. Okay, so so now he's contrasting this un, this believer the the believer's deeds. We're on A or B. With, Tell us, Blake. Huh? What, which one we on? We're on I, B. I feel like I was in English class. Okay. Yeah. There's A, B, and A. Oh, yeah, and B. Yeah. Right. Shut up. Um, <laughs> We're on B now, okay? Uh, but to those who are, okay, verse 8, but to those uh. who are selfishly ambitious, that doesn't sound like a, a believer, right, right. and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and ig, but obey a righteousness, wrath, and indignation. Okay, so to those, now, now, so here's this but, here's the B argument. This is the unbeliever to those, again, mark that if you want to, unbelievers, who are what? Selfishly ambitious. Hmm. What does that mean? It means that they seek only what pleases them they mm. seek only after themselves only they, they seek to desire number one at all yeah. costs amen yeah that's what they do so, they, so they're seeking themselves again the the moralist here the one who's who's about me and what is else and they what do not obey the truth okay do not obey the truth what is that what's the truth i well i go the truth is word of god they don't obey first of all they don't probably obey any kind of truth but ultimately they don't they don't obey the truth which is the word of god they don't obey it what's the, what is what's the what are we to obey repent and believe they don't do that well they don't start there but then they also don't know all the other things that we need to be in obedience to as well so this is this is a common this is just showing the heart of the unregenerated but what does he say? But what do they obey? <laughs> they obey unrighteousness. So they bathe in this unrighteousness. They they love it. Their their obedience is not to the word of God, but it's to everything uh, counteractive to the word of God. Their, their obedience is is, yeah, is well, to well, unrighteousness. Right, and, and and John gives a very good definition of uh, of unrighteousness. First John five seventeen. He said, "All unrighteousness is." sin and there is not a sin and there is a sin not leading to death yeah that's it so so there's two categories you, you, you're stating you know there were we looked at some pronouns you two different types of people and i think we need to get that there's two different types of people there's godly or ungodly there's righteous or unrighteous exactly and the bible says that no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. Mm -hmm. So you fall into two categories. There's no in between. That's it. You're there's we've you know there's those and them, and there's not a third party here. Mm -hmm. By the way, there's no uh, there's no uh, uh, fence rows between heaven and hell, and you're sitting on there and deciding what you're going to do. If that's where you are, let me tell you where you are. You're on the wrong side <laughs> of the fence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your 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 obedience is to unrighteousness right. is what he's saying. So he's just making a, a there's a stark contrast here. And so what does he say? So we know the reward for the believer. What was that? That was eternal life, immortality, honor, and glory. All these great things. But now he uses. I love this. I love it. And I think you have to read it like this. He just comes with one word: wrath. Well, mm -hmm. two words: wrath. And indignation. That's that's your reward. It it should be the way we would read it is is you know, but obey in righteousness and you receive wrath and indignation. But he just Paul just goes straight to the point because he's already hit it in one eighteen. He says, You're gonna receive the wrath of God and indignation, which pretty much means the same thing. This heated orge, this heated mm -hmm. passion, this violent anger, righteous anger. Yeah. This is the strongest of kind God. of anchor. This, this, is this is when God's mercy and his grace are fully exhausted. It's time. Yeah, it is. It's, this is him. So this is this is the reward 
of the unbeliever. So we've seen the reward. We've seen the deeds of the the believer, the rewards of the believer. The the again, no sal. We're not talking about salvation here. Uh, the the deeds of the unbeliever. Now we've seen the reward of the unbeliever. And look here. Let's keep going. Uh, there will be tribulation. This is the B argument again. He's 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 continuing on in verse eight. There will be tribulation and distress for every. Get that. Every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Who? Uh, Why Jew first, by the way, Blake? Well, th- so yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. First to the Jew because they received the light. They received the light first. Yeah, yeah, they received the light first and the greatest light. They had the Messiah in their presence. They had God in their presence. Mm-hmm. Living amongst them, and they rejected it. Who was the new covenant made to, by the way? The new covenant was made to Israel. Oh. I would say most people would not, unless you've studied it. Well, it's in the Bible. It's very clear. But anyway, I didn't think about that a whole lot. I just just assumed you know, it was everybody. But no, it was made to Israel. It was made to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And so it progress. Everything is to the Jew first, till and to the Gentile. Judgment to the Jew first, then the Gentile. Condemnation to the Jew first. That's God's progression and how he how he works because they received it first, and so they'll get the first judgment. They'll, everything goes to them first. Yeah, yeah. And so the more and so so he's saying there's condemnation coming to the Jew who's received the natural light or the the greatest light and has rejected it. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Wrath, indignation to the Jew first. But hey, Greek. But it's it's to you as well. But he ultimately says, "Look, it's to all who do evil. Mm-hmm. Do all who do evil." Um, but then here's the but again. Okay, we're coming back to the A argument. He's going to summarize what he did in seven. But look here, glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good. Okay, so he again, like Jimmy's already clarified. Let's, this is not salvation to those who do good. The salvation has already been had. Okay, salvation is in Christ, and the only reason we do good is because of Christ. But look what we receive. We've already gone through glory and honor. But then he adds peace. We receive peace. There, there's no more struggles. There's no more sin struggle. The, the sin, the, it's been defeated. Peace happened upon the cross. Peace. Sin was defeated. We were crucified with Christ. No longer are we at war. With the law, no longer are we at war with sin. Can I just jump back a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, I jumped. I was uh, <laughs> looking at the word distress and get kind of looking at the meaning of it. I have my biggest fear. I mean, in life, and I'm just going. No, I'm not going to say biggest fear in life, but one of my things that I can't stand is claustrophobia. I'm not lying. I am. I am uh, terrified of being not being able to move. And I've said this before on the radio. I know I repeat myself a lot, but I'm not playing. If I had a wreck and was in in a ditch and I and I couldn't move my body, and I knew that I would get help in an hour, I would think, well, you know, I think I'm ready to go. I think I let's just go ahead and take me home, Lord. I can't handle. I can't handle it. So this word distress is a narrow place. It is a confinement. There's one thing that's almost bad as capital punishment, and that's being in, what do they call it? Solitary confinement. confinement, Where you can't, you're restricted. That's what hell's like, by the way. You're not going to be there with your friends. You're going to be alone. It's going to be dark. You have a memory. You can remember. I think that's a part of hell, too. All right. I'm sorry. I just just, kind of hit me there. Yeah. As we look at the end of this, uh, where, where, where are we at? Verse 11? Well, we're we're finishing up verse ten, and we're gonna yeah, we're just about to get into verse eleven. Okay, so so verse eleven for there is no partiality with God. I, and if y'all have any more in verse ten, the only thing I had was real quick, and I'll let you go to eleven. Uh, this is just one statement. We see these deeds coming mm-hmm. in. And you say, you, you you know we. I know within a certain circle, you say, well, that's all you go is deeds. It's all, it should be about grace. It should be about grace. It is about grace. Mm-hmm. But again, we serve a new master. And, and, and we're not on a Pharisee treadmill here. We're not talking about that. But your fruits show your root. 
And that's what he's saying here is yeah. your deeds come out on who you master is, okay? Yeah, and right. that is there's an obedience, okay, to the faith. So I just wanted to make that point clear, yeah, okay? And, and that's basically where I was I wanted to go. I'm even, sorry. Even, well, no, no, no. Even with verse eleven here, yeah. there's no there's no uh, partiality with God. So so God's not going to give any consideration to to bloodlines or wealth or mm. or influence or popularity or appearance or anything like that. Those are all external uh, criteria. God looks internally. He looks at the heart, and He's going to judge based on the righteousness of a man's heart. So so even if if I do good deeds, even if I do quote unquote uh feed the homeless or do if I'm doing it and I have a motive. See that's the good thing about God. He's going to judge the motives of men, mm. not just you know, not just the deed that you do, but the motive in which you do it. Mm. So if I feed the homeless because I want to get on television for doing something good, then guess what? I might as well not even feed them. That's it. According to God, That's because it. I might, I might be, uh, I might be well liked in this world. I might be looked upon well uh, by my peers and, and, and the people in this world. But God's going to say it's a filthy rag. It does nothing for me. Mm. Amen. So that's that's a good word. So yes. So there is there is no partiality with God. He just explains everything that we just said. He says ultimately, look here, believer, unbeliever, you're going to be judged. One or two, you're going to be judged. There's no partiality with God. It doesn't matter if you're Jew, Greek, like Jimmy said, poor, rich, good, bad. You're going to be judged. Hmm. Unbeliever, beware. Beware today. The word has been read. The wrath of God is upon you. Seek, cry out to him in repentance and faith. Believe upon him because of because you're going to be judged. Believer, believer, we're going to be judged for our deeds. Yeah, and I, let me say this real yeah, quick. And I, I wanted to say this earlier, but I'm glad that I waited because you, 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 like you said, the wrath of God is upon the unbeliever. The wrath of God, and Spurgeon says this: the wrath of God doesn't end with death. He says that this is this is a truth which the preacher can't mention without trembling, nor without wondering that he does not tremble more. The eternity of punishment is a thought which crushes the heart. You have buried the man, but you have not buried his sins. His sins live and are immortal. They have gone before him to judgment, or they will follow after him to bear witness as to the evil of his heart and the rebellion of his life. The Lord God is slow to anger, but one but when he is once aroused to it, as he will be against those who finally reject his son, he will put forth all of his omnipotence to crush his enemies. Mm. There's some, we need a big, mm. you know, in our churches every week across this world, there's a lot of people there. A big portion of those people are not in Christ. They're in the building. They're just not in Christ. So if I had, in my humble opinion, you know, as just a person who loves God and loves his word, I would encourage pastors and teachers and Jimmy, I mean, you know, I really would, to focus knowing that there is probably – somebody there who doesn't know Christ. So we need to warn them about this wrath, this wrath. And for, before you ever can get to the, the grace of God, you know, you got to know, you know, why do you need grace and why do you need a Savior? Man, you're outside something, something. of Christ and God is storing up wrath for you to be least on the day of judgment. Yeah. But he does provide a way out. He does through a lamb, hmm. Jesus Christ, who who came and lived the perfect life and did something that none of us could do. God says, look, you want to come to heaven, you be perfect. You love me, love your neighbor perfectly, and guess what? You don't need me. There's just a problem. Can't nobody do it mm. except one. Yeah. And you can be covered by his blood. Amen. You know, that's kind of graphic, but that's just the reality. You can be covered by the blood of Christ, and when you go to heaven, you can walk in boldly. Isn't that something? Mm. But if you ain't covered by the blood, you will be trembling. Yeah. You will bow down. Yeah. You will bow your knee, and you will know. Every knee will bow. Every knee. And you every tongue will confess. Check it out, man. You can bow. You, you don't want to be there that day. No. Come to him by grace today. If not, you will stand before him as a holy, righteous judge who is perfect, and he will condemn the criminal. Mm. But God offers a pardon. But you have to come humbly. 
repent and turn from your life and believe on who he is. And here's the deal. Right, Blake? Commit your life to Christ. Yeah. You ain't following. You're not believing. Yeah, that's what this that's what this text has said today to the believer. <laughs> Commit it. Yeah. Doing into doing good works. Yeah. But but you're doing it through him, yeah. for him. For and his God story. knows the heart. He does. All he right, does. so we're out of time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, won't you uh, tell our listeners how they can find out more about Lifesong Radio and then close us in prayer? Yep, lifesongradio.com is our website. I uh, would urge you to, to go and, uh, and spend some time there. Uh, you can find all of our past programs uh, and, and get caught up if you're just now joining us. Uh, you can read blogs. Phil is a uh, blogger. He writes a lot more than Blake and I do, but we do periodically. There's the videos there that uh, we've started doing again, uh, Lifesong Radio on video. Just look under video studies. Uh, but go to lifesongradio.com. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening. Let's close. Uh, Father, Lord God, we thank you for grace. We thank you right now for the, the, the grace that none of us deserve, that you've extended and you've offered to all those who would believe. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for grace. I don't deserve it. Phil doesn't deserve it. Blake doesn't deserve it. And no one that has ever been in Christ or ever will be in Christ deserves your forgiveness, your mercy, or your grace. God, we thank you for it right now. Lord, I pray for those listening to this program. I pray that they would understand that grace is freely offered to them. But they must come and they must come to the cross. They must come humbly, as Phil said, and they must believe upon Jesus and repent and turn from the life that they've been living. Lord, I just pray that those listening today would understand that grace is free and that you're offering it to all those who would believe in Christ. We love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. In the holy, righteous, and beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Tried to hear a new word from God And I think it's very odd And will I attempt to help myself My Bible sits upon the shelf With every promise I could ever need And the word was And the word is And the word will be Tailored suit doesn't fit across the shoulders. Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs. The word was, and the word is, and the word will be. Strong